This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say, what's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half-time, but I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday week. It's like catching up in the pub after the match. With people you don't like. Good afternoon, good evening, welcome with once again a uh, another episode of the Wednesday Week and another intro that I've done that sounds a lot like uh, what's-his-face back in the day, uh, David Frost. I don't know why I started to uh, employ that. But uh, tonight is uh, brought to you by by food. We've got a food-based, um, food-based show for you this evening. Now, sporting a cheese grater injury tonight, he's braved it. He's, uh, he's managed to man up, and I don't know if you know, actually, is that a phrase you're allowed to say anymore? I don't know, but he's, uh, he's being a big, brave dog. Ladies and gentlemen, on the line, we've got Eddie. I have personed up. I'm not, I'm not gender-specific. There was a greater-related yep. injury. Um, I'm still bleeding. You know, I do, I'm just like Daniel Poodle, <laughs> basically. I'm doing this um, for the Wednesday. I don't, I don't care. I will shed my blood for this club, and that's what I'm doing tonight. I'm I'm, pr- I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud of you, and uh, and it was just a, just an intimate one tonight, uh, a, a, a trio, <laughs> a triage, a menage, a uh, three. Uh, oh, the dream! You know, I know, isn't it right? In it, the uh, <laughs> keep talking. I'm almost tonight. There. Uh, <laughs> tonight we've got uh, on the line uh, with a bag of mini cheddars. Uh, we've got Vic. <laughs> Hi. Yeah, I do have a bag of mini cheddars. My dog is currently begging for them, so let me give her one. Uh, yeah, I went. <laughs> no, I went to the shop to go and get dog food because I realised I was out of yep. dog food for the morning, and I went past like a big, yep. not a big bag of mini cheddars, but like a crisp-sized bag of mini cheddars, and I thought, fucking hell, it's been years since I've had mini cheddars, so I've had about the, five now. I'm, I'm loving life. The best mini cheddars are those crinkly ones, the spring onion crinkly ones. They're the absolute. Oh, these are just regular. Oh. These are just original. Yeah, uh, You know what? Uh, Mini cheddars have become so, uh, it's such a thing that everyone in this country knows to the point where um, I introduced my daughter to regular sized cheddars. So obviously, you know, they come the size of a Jacob's cream cracker. Oh, yeah. You know, round one. Cheddars, (laughs) right? Okay. She calls them, she calls them big mini cheddars. I'm like, no, they're not big (laughs) mini cheddars. They're just cheddars. I digress. (laughs) So, uh, join us next week for more snack chat. 
<laughs> so anyway, right then, speaking, staying with the food theme. Now, if I wanted to get myself a bit of a snack before I uh, before I went to the uh, went to the game, you know, something like a pasty or a uh, or a panini, sausage roll, uh, sausage roll on a mm. polystyrene plate. Where, where would I go for that, Vic? Uh, you would. I'd I'd recommend Fudge that you went to the Riverside Cafe on Catch Bar Lane. Now open on match days. Can I uh, can I get a pint outside? You can't have just in a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Best promo we've ever done. I don't think there's all mini cheddars because, like I said, I've not they, seen any for ages. They've got scampy fries. I think, I think I've never have seen mini cheddars. Mm. Mm. Well, rubbish. Anyway, staying with the food theme once again, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, a load of tripe tonight, ladies and gentlemen. So, you see what I did there? You see what I did? <laughs> it, all in. it was a good one. It. Um, <laughs> So we're going to be talking about the load of tripe tonight. That was uh, Sheffield Wednesday's last week. Now it's not been a uh, it's not been a great week for us, but uh, I'm sure we'll get into all that. And, um, and well, where do we start? It seems like a, a million years ago now, doesn't it? Now um, we've got uh, the Borough game to get through, which uh, which had some ups, but you know, mainly a massive down. Um, had a few had a few selection uh, selection bits. I mean, Vic, we had uh, we had Jay Wow. We had Joao and Fletch up front with uh, with uh, with Reach operating what we call in Sunday League the cam roll. I mean, <laughs> how do you feel that went? Oh, well, that goes. Um, yeah, I'm, I must admit, I'm taken aback recently with these different selections and stuff. And do you know what? And I feel like I feel like such a sodding hypocrite for saying this. And most people who listen will be like, yeah, you are a hypocrite. Go wash the pots. But like, we do too much chopping and changing recently. And it, it just seems to be like every game, we don't know who's going to be playing, do we? I know there's been injuries, obviously, at Sheffield Wednesday. There's been um, suspensions, etc. But... Not really being sort of consistency with not only a squad, which yeah, there's been like the spine of the team or whatever, but positions as well. Like people seem to just be, oh, one week reaches up front, next week reaches up right back next week. It just it just seems to be a bit too much. But then again, I think back to the Carlos days, God bless them, and changed out, did we? So I I don't know what to think really. I don't I didn't like. I didn't like a lot of the positioning. I'm not going to lie. I, I'd quite like Reach operating uh, from behind. I believe they call that a Reach around fudge. Oh, she can make a dirty joke after a packet of Oh, she's blue. She's blue. Watch out for her. But yeah, I just, oh, I don't know. It's not working for me at the moment. It's not working. I'm sorry. I hate to be, I don't like being negative about it all because I do think, I've said a million times, we've got a good squad, we've got some brilliant individual players, which I'm sure we'll come on to in a bit. But it, for me, there's a bit too much chopping and changing. And I feel like such a woman when I say that because if we don't chop and change, I say that we need to make changes, but it just feels a little bit too much. So you like a bit of change, but not too much. I appreciate that. I think you're right. I think there's an element to that of... Um... That we don't really know what our formation is. I mean, that might be a, a, a tactic employed by Joss, just just to keep it fresh and to keep us um, 
did all the homework that they've done on us to make them go, well, actually, let's chuck it in, let's chuck it in the bin because we, we don't really know our formation. We started out playing five three two, then we let's went five four one. So you know, there's, there's an element of that to it. But um, but I mean, let's get to the game itself. I mean, uh, the first half was nothing, nothing short of just dreadful. I mean, it, it, I, I've just I've just watched. Um, this the latest episode of The Walking Dead tonight, and uh, I'm not going to give you any spoilers, but even that was better than the first half of football that we saw against <laughs> Middlesbrough. More um, lively. <laughs> yeah, oh god, there's a lot going on, and that's got zombies in it. Do you know what I mean? Well, like, so was our back <laughs> four, to be fair. Round <laughs> it. See the segues on this show already. They're absolutely <laughs> glorious. It wasn't a um, round, though, was it? Let's be honest. Oh, God. It oh it's going to be like when I replied to his story on Instagram by accident. Someone's going to tell him that I made that joke about it. Someone's going to yeah, tell him right. that. And that is, yeah, I'm going to be that woman. Yeah, you are. Oh. You're going to be the stalker one. But, um, but yeah, first off, I mean, bear in mind, this is a game that we didn't really expect to get a lot out of. I think, I think if we'd have been honest with ourselves, given the injuries and and the rest of it. I think a draw would have been something we'd have gone home, not happy with, but we'd have gone, fair, we got my stick of points off them. So we weren't expecting the moon on a stick with this game. But then the second half happened, Eddie. And, uh, well, without me swearing, you tell me what happened. It was was so typical Wednesday, though, wasn't it, that um, a team that did not threaten us at all in the first half. I don't know whether we dragged Borough down to our level or they, you know, they are just not as good a team as their league position suggests. Uh, that the first half was almost a relegation tussle um, between two teams who were in the top six, which which made no sense. The uh, coming back after half time, and this is a half time where I said this game's for the winning. You know, we if we step up our performance, they're not at it today. Um, what we did was we stepped off our performance to the point where we just did the usual Wednesday, get out of the tunnel, um, have no clue why you're there or what you're being paid to do and just concede a goal straight away. Um, uh, yeah, it was... Uh, we've seen it so many times and I don't know why we don't learn the lesson. And it's not about the way we set up and it's not about the personnel. It's got nothing to do with with the tactics, and I don't think it's got anything to do with the way that Jos talks to them at half-time, but we just have the ability to fall asleep the minute that we line up, facing the cop, and think, ah, you know, we'll, we'll probably get some goals this half, and then before you know it, we're chasing the game. And 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 so it proved again. Really annoying. For somehow, only Sheffield Wednesday have managed to pull this off. We've managed to find ourselves... Another, in the depth of, you know, lower league European football, we've managed to find ourselves another Tony Pulis, which is why <laughs> the football is so bloody dreadful in that first half. We've got, we've got, you know, Dutch Tony Pulis. Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. And I don't, I don't understand what is missing there. I know, you know, Carlos in his latter years, he'd lost the dressing room. They weren't listening to him, etc. But he seems to have the ability to um, to not change the game tactically, but to, to to get a team to play with the heart required to see a game out or to recover a bad position. Um, and and I don't know what it is about Yoss. I don't know whether you know Liam Palmer takes one look at his moustache and just zones out and and you're not interested <laughs> anymore. I've got, I've got no idea what 
you know, what relationship he has with our players. But we have the ability under him to, you know, apparently just be catatonic for the first 20 minutes of every second half. And it doesn't matter whether we're 1-0 down or 4-0 up. We still just do not turn up for that first part of the second half. So, uh, yeah, it makes no sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But then again, the talisman stepped onto the pitch. The big guy, the one that put all the goals oh, yeah. in. He's gonna sort us all out. He's gonna be the one. How did it go, Ed? What do you reckon? How do you think this all this went? Did we play better? Did he? Did he save us? I, I, I honestly, it was it was a very very flat performance. When New You came on, he did. The, the the traditional Atinuyu role. I know we've we've become accustomed to Atinuyu, the folk hero, the leader of men, you know, the guy who gets the cop going again. The leader of passion. men. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Ugh. What what we got against Borough was not that. We got the no. <laughs> uh, the, the the Lee Peacock version of Atinuyu. So the uh, original <laughs> Atinuyu. Oh. Version oh. version one Atinuyu. <laughs> Big old, big old. No, I. We love Lee Peacock. Let's not get this twisted, right? And we love Atinuyu. But, but what was what was Lee? What was what was Lee Peacock's main contribution to Sheffield Wednesday when he was on the pitch? It was running around his a lot hair. and clapping. And it was. Well, no, hang on. I, I could tell you two things. Two things. There was the header for JP at uh, at the Millennium Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was well, that, there was he that giving you lines to say, like literally, no, like hold no, his I, coat, I, you know, hold his cards. Fudge has got it internalised <laughs> now, Annie. All the, oh, he's got a list of ten great things. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the other one, the other one is when uh, a streaker ran onto the pitch at Hillsborough and he did the yes! weirdest ho- hover hand. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It was absolutely John Hills just it went like for you... it, didn't he? John Hills was like, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, because Peaks knew that she had chlamydia. He didn't want to talk to her or look at her or even touch her. So, is he like one of those dogs that learns how to sniff out cancer? Does Peaks just like? Sniff out her? <laughs> what are we talking about here? <laughs> so, so knew yes. you. So, so OG knew you exactly. Yeah. OG knew you, right? Just like Lee Peacock. What his value to the team was just fucking shit up, and that's exactly what New did. He ran around, he ran around a lot, being really, really annoying and awkward, and it kind of he created enough disruption that the cop got excited, and then the players got excited, and it actually felt like we were going to go and try and get something out of the game, and look, spoiler warning, it didn't happen, but there was a real <laughs> step change. In the performance from when Atty came onto the pitch, and it just felt like we had a bit of urgency that we were disrupting their game plan, and that we were we were winning possession through doing um, yeah through just hard work, and that's what it was. It was just hard work what he did. It was running around and clapping, Lee Peacock style. <laughs> Lee Peacock, Lee Peacock. All right. So uh, inevitably, the uh, the game the game panned out. Uh, we we were two 0 down. And um, and I think it was Skybet tweeted early on that day said uh, goal against Leeds um, scorcher, and then it was goal against uh, who was the other one, the one that, uh, West Brom scorcher. Yeah, West Brom. Can he do it again? 
16 to 1 Skybet were offering on another Oosh. Adam Reach outside of the box slapper. Now, slapper, mm. thunder chuffer. I think the, I think the, church, the, the word is. Now, um, obviously, I think there was Wednesday fans all across the country were, were eyeing that bet up on Skybet. I certainly did. Thank you very much, Adam. But, uh, but Vic, I've decided that you have two types of men in your life that you have. You have a type. Now, you have your big, um, you know, Bernard Breslau from Carry On Film Lookalike, testosterone-fueled hairy men in Atty New Hue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you also like your, uh, your, your baby face boy banders. I do, now, I do. I, but you are so right. When people ask me my type, I'm yeah. like, I've got two. I've got two types. You've got two. It's that. One it's, uh, is it's Cal Drogo. Well, he's basically good. Or, yeah. uh, or yeah. Caldrogo's son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, tell us about that goal. Did, did, did you feel like we were going to get anything out of that after you saw it? Did it get, did it you anybody up? Um, no, it didn't. It was a cracking goal, as usual. It was. It was a great goal. You know, we've come to expect that from Adam Reach now. And I am wary of, uh, wary of that sometimes. When you think back to the Wembley season... When how much we thought of Barry Bannon and Forestieri whenever they stepped near the pitch, um, but he, yeah, I can, I was excited when he scored it. It was a great Adam Reach type goal, but uh, who's huffing at me? I, it, it was me uh, blow, blowing through my nasal uh, nasal passage. Then I've just I've just written Christ, a note. I won't bother. I tell, you, I tell you what it is. I've just written a note down. That's <laughs> are you ready for this? That says. Find out later on if that toy that the dog's playing with is from Ann Summers. <laughs> uh, it is actually a bunny rabbit, but it yeah, brilliant, brilliant. There, you are. there you are. Some more fuck dads, there. Yeah. Some rabbit. There you are, dads. <laughs> Uncle, get, Uncle Dicky Al won that for her <laughs> in a raffle. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> anyway, so no, it was a cracking goal. It was exciting. It gave a bit of life into the team yet again. But it also, I did get flashbacks, like I said, to the Wembley season in that we expect a lot from certain players. How would we be without Adam Reach? You think back to the games that we didn't have Bannon and Forestieri. <laughs> Are we relying on him too much? Should we be relying on him? Is he our best player? I I personally would, I'd, um, I would, I'd eat my foot uh, just to even speak to him. So I, I love him. <laughs> I love him. But I don't, I don't know if we love him too much at the moment. I don't know if he's going to break our hearts in January. You know, there's been news of wolves sniffing around and whatever else. Um, but yeah, for me, it was a great goal. It was exciting. It livened up the game. But yeah, it was too little too late. Yeah, rubbish. Rubbish. But speaking of rubbish, let's move on to our next game. Let, 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 let's get on. Let's get on. We've talked about, you know... Uh, Thunder Chuffers, we've talked about food, we've talked about rabbits, uh, you know, all, all, you know, legitimate football terms these are. But let's get on to Queen's Park Rangers. Now, uh, I went there last night to uh, to QPR. I was meeting a friend of mine. It was a bit of a you know, spur of the moment thing, so we just turned up. And um, I've been to Wembley twice. Uh, I've been in London twice now. I went to Wembley for the NFL on Sunday, and um, I'm sick of seeing the bloody place, if I'm honest. However, you know, football away day. There's nothing like it. You know what I mean? Nobody's nobody's telling me to go da, 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 charge like they were on Sunday. It was proper just big sweary football experience. And there was an element to this to this lineup when the uh, when the lineup was announced that uh, Lee's had been dropped. And we uh um, you know, there was like people were just chatting. Now, Eddie, I'm gonna ask you this one actually. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go off notes here. Um the 
the dropping of Lees, do you think that's just as seeing what you know a good chunk of the fans are saying? Or has he seen what they're seeing? Or do you think that he's just he's just had a rest and it's another Tinkerman, Claudio Ranieri wannabe type of Tony Pulis uh, change-up? What do, what do you reckon? What do you reckon the thinking was behind that? What was the official line? It, if, if it was um, a kind of a punishment or a retribution for his error against Borough... Um, then that is terrible man management, and I I don't know enough about Yoss yes. to know whether that is the way that he does things. But that would be an absolute shocker. I don't think there are many Wednesday fans who, if Yoss came out and said, "I've dropped him on the basis of form, and he hasn't been delivering at the level that we expect," either as a centre back or as the captain, I don't think many Wednesday fans could really put an argument together that says yes. Tom Lees is playing at the level we, you know, they has done historically, which has been one of the best centre backs in this division, um, or at the level that we expect for him now as a leader. You know, Glenn Lufens has moved on. He's that leadership role is passed on to Tom Lees. That's a responsibility on Tom Lees, and I don't know whether he's discharged it to uh, the extent that we needed him to. So, from a purely football point of view. I can understand why Yoss would want to send a message saying, Tom, um, we need more out of you. You're not delivering on on what is expected of you as captain and senior centre-back. That said, the back four that Yoss (laughs) then picked was almost an invitation for any team to just come and have (laughs) goes at us. Because that has to be the weakest back four that we have played all season, if not since I don't even I can't even think when. Probably since you know pre you know pre Stuart Gray. If you look at the the, the names yeah. and the pedigree and the form and the experience, that you know that was just an open invitation to QPR to come and have a go at us. Yeah, I'm going to go Danny Maddox era. That type of level of defense. Yeah, Danny, you know what I mean? yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I, I I thought it was it was like the low cut top of invitation for uh, for a defense for me, and no wonder we got spanked three 0 Do you know what I mean? It was like me wearing, wearing <laughs> when I'm wearing my tight jeans at work on a Saturday. Do you know what I mean? Come on now. <laughs> if it, hey, if they didn't want to lose three 0 they wouldn't have gone out dressed like that. Hashtag <laughs> Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's awkward. Oh, it's awkward. Right then. Ed, Ed, let's come to you again quick. Let's just gloss over it. Vic, I'll come to you in a moment, I promise. It's not just a chat between me and Ed. Your mum's texting me asking me if you're still listening, if you're still there. I I promise she's all right. It's like like Paul Merson watching a nil-nil draw on Tucker Saturday. All right. So, Eddie, uh, Barry, little Barry, uh, shunned by, uh, by, by the Scottish team which is uh, nothing short of hilarious because they're bloody dreadful and their two best players are left-backs. But um, we've, given him the, um, we've given him the armband. How did you think that, um, that played out for him? I, you know what? I think that he, he took the armband and he took the responsibility on. And what he did was the usual... You know when, when Barry Bannon gets, um, he gets tackled or he doesn't, get, he doesn't get a real blatant foul or he gets the ball taken off him when he's about to score an absolute... Thunder Chuffer, um, he, he yeah. gets angry and he tries to take the game by the scruff of the neck. Making him captain has that same effect. And he was all over the park. He was leading by example. He was leading from the front. He was doing everything you want from 
a captain playing in that terrier-like central midfield role. But what it actually did was take away the really, really angry little bastard Barry Bannon. We know there was not a chance he was going to get yellow card. Yeah. There was not a chance he was going to go you know, go mental and just completely destroy someone. It it, it levelled him out. Just, I actually just think... smash what up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, normally, what's, the, normally what's the point Bannon in, in Barry properly... Bannon if you're not going to get booked? What's the point? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, he he delivered a Barry Bannon performance, but he la- he, he lacked that edge, that kind of you know, smash a pint glass on the side of the table and, and jam it into your face, edge, that Barry Bannon always had. And, and to me, to me, although that meant that we got 90 minutes out of him and he kept his head, it it, it, it wasn't quite the Barry Bannon that we expected to see. The times where he could have had yeah, so- an absolutely madcap shot and just tucked it back in and, and, and went to play play a ball instead. That's not the Barry Bannon we want. We want Barry Bannon just going absolutely Rubbish. batshit insane. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, we want uh, we want more Begbie, Barry Barry Bannon from Trainspotting. That's what we need. Exactly. That's I think that's, 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 that's one of the things. That's one of the things with Sorry, Barry Bannon, though, isn't it? That we we say all the time, you know, he's too hot headed to be a captain. He he gets into too many arguments with referees, with officials, with opposition players, with his own players. We say that all the time, and then the minute he steps up and acts like a captain, we're like, you know, Barry, throw a punch, like. We, it's just, <laughs> It just doesn't work, does it? Ugh. Yeah, it's like, it, it was the same with like Paolo Di Canio was arguing with the referees and that sort of stuff. But Vic, yeah, I'm but... going to come to you on this. Okay. I'm going. I'm going. I'm, I'm sorry. I'll let you finish. But I, I, I just want to say, like, let, what about Zhao and Newhu up front? So we've changed it again. We uh, we've gone to the next game and we've got Lucas and Ad Stay up front now. You know what I mean? I, I know you've got a bit of a soft spot for them because they've got like this little uh, this little bromance going on like you know what I mean that they were I have no soft spot after the other night absolutely no soft spot fifth and sixth choice striker they they are like this they were both shite weren't they we were both awful and do you know what it is right I'm I'm a religious person fudge I go to church oh yeah I pray I have a bible I've got religious tattoos you know because I don't like to go against the bible um but (laughs) (laughs) that beard to me just screams Samson Right, the beard is gone. So was the talent. <laughs> There's nothing left. There's nothing left. Like it's just, yeah. it's just this bald-faced shit striker. <laughs> <laughs> I just, and I feel awful. I felt awful last night. I was getting so angry with him. Obviously, I'm saying last night. You could be listening to this in like a few days' time. But yeah. it was just, ugh. there was just nothing there, was there? None of them could hold no. the pass together. Neither of them. Um, reach wasn't much better behind. There wasn't. There was just nothing happening, um, and it wasn't even like you know you pick your two probably tallest strikers. I'm pretty sure um, up front, and nothing was happening. There was just nothing there, and I don't get it. I don't know if they were being outmarked. I don't know if I, to be fair, like because I was watching it on the telly, I don't think I watched it hard enough. If that makes sense, like when you're there at the game, you watch. Oh, yeah, there yeah. You go. But you do, you watch like the officials, you watch like where the referee is, you watch like the defence, you, you do all that. When it's on telly, you get a bit carried away and you're just wanting a goal, aren't you? You follow the ball. Yeah, like, yeah. So I don't know if I wasn't watching it properly, but from what I could see, there was just nothing between them. 
I don't know if they were being outmarked. I think I need to watch highlights back or what. I don't want to watch highlights back. It was awful. I, I tell you what, actually, Vic, bringing that up, if you watch the highlights, right, um, I, uh, I refresh myself because sometimes it's nice to see the, the goal from the different angle. So I, I, I watched no, it back. I mean, when you showed um, it. it uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> and, I, uh, and the highlights were, the first half we were knocking on the door. We had, um, this is what the highlights will tell you. That we that we had a few shots that went wayward. We were unlucky not to get them on target. Barry had one that just went side of the post. Ooh, you know what I mean? Oh, that's tight. That's unlucky. But we were bloody dreadful. I mean, they made the the highlights made made us look like we, we were doing okay, but we weren't. And 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 I find it very easy to slag off slag off New Hugh because um, everybody else likes to. It's the same with Morgan Fox and uh, for some reason Cameron Dawson nowadays. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I think I think I saw somebody refer to him as um, as Flappy Bird, but like you know, it made it made us look great. So if if we get to the goals, then I mean, Vic, was there any you, you know would you put the blame at anybody's feet or anything like that on on any of them? Uh, no, not particularly. I don't think I don't think you can single people out for those. I think we've got actually we've got quite a good defence. Um, I know Thornley got slated when he came on and whatever else, but I do think I've slated Tom Lees for, what, two years now? And I don't want to go back against my word because I actually think we are better <laughs> without him. I do. Um, but there was just there was just something lacking last night. And like I've said before, I don't know if it's if it's keeper situation. I don't want to slate anybody. Um, especially not a Wednesday fan who's grown up loving the club, got into the side, etc. I know James had a go at me for not slating him for that before. Um, but I do think, I think maybe it's time to welcome back Mr. Wildsmith. It's blatantly obvious we're not going to see Mr. Westwood ever again. So is it time to switch it up a bit? I don't know. I don't know. And I, oh, I hate saying stuff like that because I feel evil. But Yeah, you feel like you're cheating on, you, on somebody, doesn't it? Yeah. Not so much, not so much cheating on somebody, but you know when uh, when you're flirting with the man. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. When when your missus rings you up or your, your fella rings you up and goes and goes, um, have you? Uh, what do you want for your dinner? And you go, I've eaten. And they and they they, they taught you like you've cheated on them. Do you know what I mean? Like like you've just you've done the worst thing you could possibly do to them. Do you know what I mean? I, I've just had a sandwich. Like have a day off. Do you know what I mean? I, I was hungry, so I ate. I'm a grown ass man. I don't know where I was going with that. That was a conversation I had today. Anyway, so let's carry on with QPR. So, um, you know, I, I, I think it was a poor team performance. I think they were a little more clinical. I think uh, not Dawson's best game in terms of uh, in terms of saving saving goals. And then uh, I like the way you've uh, I like the way you've written this, Eddie, on your notes here. Uh, Rangel busting Pudil wide open. Uh, there's a there's a wonderful bit on the uh, <laughs> that you see doing the rounds on Twitter of um, of Joss's reaction to Pudel's injury, and it it kind of it kind of walks up Winces and can't even look at it. It just walks away. It goes, it's actually really funny. Uh, if you get if you get to see that, that's uh, that's worth taking a look. But um, I, what about the Fletcher I, chance, I just, Eddie? What about that one? I say uh, while we're still on on Pudel, um, that Go was on. one of those where as soon as I saw it. I couldn't stop myself. I was dancing round the living room, shouting, "By God, by God, King! He's busted wide open. Has got his man with us. He is broken." <laughs> it was like it was He's like a full-on, 
It was yeah, it was Mick Foley versus The Undertaker. It was Stone Cold Steve Austin against The Rock back in the day, WWF. Um, that was that's as gruesome an injury as we've seen since Terry Butcher. Surely that was an absolute. Yeah, I was going to say it was Terry Butcher, wasn't it? Like especially yeah. the picture he put on Facebook, it was awful. Yeah, come on, yeah. God. So, sh- but should it should yeah. it have been a penalty? You know, was it was it a? I know it was obviously a high foot when you know when you absolutely dominate someone's face to the point where they, you know they're busted wide open. Um, was it a challenge or was it just you know really bad luck? Because the Wednesday fans behind the goal were apoplectic. They you know they were they were convinced that that should have been a penner and that should have been our way back into the match. Bear in mind, we'd been on the beer a lot that day. You know what I mean? So, you know, I don't I, I don't think we were, the, we were the people to be running that by. I don't think we were the ones to be going, hey, <laughs> we know what happened. Come and see us. We'll give you a witness statement. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, I, don't, I don't think, you, you know, you, you want to be asking us about it. But, yeah, what about, um, what about, that, uh, what about that chance by Fletcher? I, I, it was um, really the, the only really clear-cut chance that we had, wasn't it, as well? It was... Uh, again, like knew you against um, against Borough, you know there was kind of the, a little step change as it got later on in the match, and yeah. you know that the, the chance from Fletch that was a guilt edge chance, and I, I wonder, and I, I've said this before um, that Fletch because he's not quite bang at it again yet, that's a, a chance that in form fully fit Stephen Fletcher just lashes home. And there's a whole girl, goal at his mercy there, yeah. isn't there? Um, when, yeah. when he misses that, that's probably the game gone for us, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, there is a, you know, there is a different contrast to us as a team. And I, and, and I, and I think you're right. I think when um, what Vic said at the start about the, the constant changing of the tactics and the formation and the, uh, and the personnel, like, um, you know, we we went to Aston Villa and beat them, and we beat them soundly. Do you know what I mean? We we were we were convincing, we were good, we were great. And then you look at that Borough game; they're a difficult team to break down, a la Tony Pulis. And we nearly we nearly snatched a draw at the end, had it not been for uh, you know the rugby tackle that, that Lee's got on the line. That's probably why he didn't play in Q, the QPR game actually, because he got absolutely smashed. And how that uh, how that got absolutely just washed over is was beyond me. Yeah, but I think you know it's it's one of those where where sensible just just reigned reigned supreme and just said look let's just call it a, you know a kick and let's let's get out of here. But um but Wednesday were very poor and uh, I think that's me uh, that's me done with QPR. I don't think I want to go there again. I don't know if you remember last year I went to that one. Took a few mates from down in Southampton, took them up, and uh, we got smashed four two. We're three 0 down at half time. So. Uh, you know, QPR for me can get so far in the bin, it's almost that little scummy bit that seems to get underneath the bag and you don't know how it gets there. Do you know what I mean? But uh, so, but let's move on. Let, let, you know, I, I was going to go on. Go on, Eddie. Sorry, mate. I, I'm just thinking, you know, the back of these two games. So we went into the international break, um, four games, two wins, two draws, encouraging performances, you know, good away wins, um, keeping powerhouse teams at bay at Hillsborough. Sixth place, everything seemed to be looking up. After these two games, how much of a contrast is it? Because I, I don't know how you guys feel, but honestly, I now feel as a negative about this team and our immediate future as I did when 
um, you know, w- when we couldn't buy a win earlier on in the season. It seems like we really have yeah. lost our way. And there's, and I can't see a player or a scheme or a, a match that is going to help us get out of this funk. And the, the worry for me is that we're going to get to Christmas and we're going to be in a relegation fight rather than, you know, two weeks I... ago, we were all thinking, you know, we're challenging at the top of this division. Uh, how can it have changed so quickly? I don't, I don't know whether it's just me being negative. You know, do, do you guys feel the same? I, I, it, I think inconsistency is going to absolutely ruin us this season. Uh, like, I, 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 I'm like you, Eddie. When, uh, when we beat Villa, for example, at, at their ground, yeah, we're going to win the league. We're going to be great. Even, even when we lost against Middlesbrough, Lee Peacock put a not Lee Peacock. You have on it again. Lee Bullen put an absolute <laughs> Lee Peacock put a video of him clapping. Yeah, 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 and uh, hover handing these strippers. But um, yeah, he put, Lee Bullen put a cracking, uh, cracking tweet out there today. Somebody was slagging off the team as per usual, and, and Bullen sometimes just loses his rag and can't help but get involved. And he, um, and he wrote uh, before that game, we were before Friday night's game, we were six points off the top in the playoffs. We finished the game, uh, we finished the weekend, six points off the top, still in the playoffs. And I thought. Yeah, we're going to win the league. We're still in the hunt. It's still happening. We're still doing it. And then we turned out and churned that performance out on Tuesday night. And I'm sat there thinking, Sheffield United are going to put us in the right soap opera back here now, aren't they? You know what I mean? I'm petrified about that game. Exactly. And I I don't see anything happening to not be a repeat of last year. Do we need a result against Birmingham? Is Is that what we're saying? Is that we need to go away to St Andrews and... You know, we've had a good good um, record against those in recent years. Do we need to set our mm. stall out again if we're not going to go into a, you know a match at Bramall Lane where we are just, just absolutely shitting it? And uh, a, a, you know, and a, a a two goal defeat wouldn't be the end of the world because that's what I don't want. We don't want that. We don't want to go into the yeah. derby game thinking as long as we're not going to get embarrassed. As long as it this isn't you know the Boxing yeah. Day massacre um, you know turned on its head. Then I don't. Nobody wants that. So we we need to. We need. Eddie, to can turn I take you back to a time when um, at Pursodji got us some free tickets? I mean, you went to Bramall yeah. Lane. Yes. And I got punched by while he was eating his fish and chips. I yeah. take that <laughs> ten times over right now. <laughs> oh yeah, honestly, I I would take. I you know, oh. and, and I I love you dearly. I would take you getting punched in the face if it meant us going to Bramall Lane and getting a win. Hundred <laughs> percent. So would I, I. So would I. In fact, in fact, if you know, if the football gods are out there, if I have to punch Vic in the face in order to get that win at Bramall Lane, yeah. I'll do it. I'll take. I'll I will take that one. So what? We'll, so what we'll do? We'll run a poll uh, at TWWcast. Does Eddie punch Vic? So we don't get smashed up Bramall Lane. Uh, just, just a simple yes or no. That's that's all we're gonna do. So uh, join us next week for the uh, for the results on that one. But but you know, <laughs> but just 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 the last thought on the on the current status of the game. And I think you're right, Eddie. I think is there an opportunity, here, Ed, of if we let's say we smash Birmingham into the, into the floor, uh, we smash them three nil. That that has to give the fans and the players. A, a bigger level of confidence going into this derby, surely, right? Oh, and let's let's not forget, Sheffield United aren't pulling up any trees at the moment. Yes, they're still up there. They're still just about hanging on, etc. But they're not a juggernaut by any stretch of the imagination. No. 
we we need to rediscover ourselves. And I don't know what the key is. Is it you know? Is it is it the youth? Is it getting you know Matt Penny there and Thornley there and, and Ash Baker and these players really up for this game? Um, is it the senior players stepping up? Is it just picking some strikers who will actually have a go at scoring some goals as opposed to this revolving door of players playing alongside each other um, to no obvious effect. There's no there's no difference in the way that we play, whether we've got Zhao, whether we've got Fletcher, whether we've got Nuiu, whether we've got you know, mm-hmm. Sam, Sam Winnell, bless him. You know, so it it's, it's so frustrating because we don't seem to have a, a plan A, let alone a plan B. So... Uh, yeah, what we need is a really good performance and for some kind of some light bulb to go on because we can't rely on Barry Bannon to win games for us. We can't rely on Adam Reach to win games for us. It has there has to be more to it than just riding our luck like that. I don't, you know, Vic, does, no, right. does it does it does it feel like that, Vic, to you in terms of you know th- there's no yeah. there's nothing we can hang our hat on, is there? In terms of uh, of what this yeah. team is, there's no identity it- there. But you've got to say that's a, that's a good thing and a bad thing. You know, like I said earlier, are we relying on one player again? Are we just like a Forestieri and 10 other men team? We're not. We we have three or four players that we're relying on. Um, but at the moment, it's still going to shit, isn't it? So I don't... <laughs> the, the football's I don't know what you want me to say. Thing. What do you want me to say? What do you want me Tell to me say? Tell me what you so? want me to say. <laughs> but listen, I, so you know, I, I I think you're right. I think there's there's definitely there definitely needs to be a, a spike, and there needs to be a a definite game plan. There doesn't seem to be one. But I tell you what is important, uh, Vic. If I was to you know yes. ask who has the better view of the stand uh, on Catch Bar Lane, is it is it your house or is it uh, is it the Riverside Cafe? Uh, well, the Riverside Cafe, obviously. Well, and why is that? I mean, what makes the Riverside Cafe better? Oh, I see what you're doing here. Because uh, it's got Fuck's a sake. bar and they serve food. And uh, me and James <laughs> are usually there. So that wins everything. <laughs> oh, on Catch Bar Lane. Open on match days. Don't forget the outside terrace. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's move on. Let's talk, let's talk about something better. Now, the uh, the kids, the youth. We had a we oh god this this is bloody awful. This is the worst episode we've ever done in terms of good news. Like this is this is worse than the League One seasons with me, Eddie and Beastie. Do you know what I mean? So No, it's not. No. no it's not. That was it was dreadful. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's before Lord it's before Lord Hillsborough found his GIF app. Anyway, so Youth Watch. Youth Watch. Now we know now we know that Vic likes uh Cal Drogos, but we also know she likes her boy band youth kids. But um <laughs> What what happened? What happened in the uh, in the crew game? Because this was exciting for me. I was dead happy with this. Uh, you know, I, laser events pissed me off. But what happened? I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I like young boys, but I only know what's happened from Eddie's notes. So <laughs> you don't want me to cover it. <laughs> I like, I like I young boys as well, you. but it's it's more it's more about their performance in Europe for, uh, as a Swiss team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, <laughs> Um, I don't I don't follow the under 23s. People just keep thinking it's funny to put me on that part of the podcast because I tend to go out with a lot of young under 23s. Um but I Come can on tell make, you it, now, make it sexy. Come on, just make I can it tell sexy. you now, Dan Fudge, that the under 23s beat crew. 
And who scored? Tell me who scored, Vic. Oh, I can tell, tell you now. Sam Winnell scored. It was a 1 0. Yes. 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 And he broke yes. both legs at the same time, pretty much. I have arrived. <laughs> yes. And then we beat Hull 1 uh, 0. And the Tiger, uh, Tigers missed a late penalty, I tell you that. And then Liam yeah. Waldock hit me up, scored the winner. Uh, the under 18s, <laughs> that's a bit young for me. Under 18s is yeah, yeah. too young. They lost for the first time this season. They lost 3 1 to Leeds. Um, a week after beating Hull City 2-0. But they're still top of the table, no. so that's fine. Uh, I'm literally just reading the notes. I don't follow the No, you are. You just, just, just reading the like notes. Guys, you're horrible what, what I was, what, I was, what I was plugging away at was the fact that Sammy Winnow played some competitive football and scored the winning goal. You know yeah, what I mean? I thought, I thought he might he want to pick injured. on that. Like, yeah, yeah. He got injured doing it. Yeah. He played 45 minutes against Crew, scored a goal... Played seventy minutes against Hull, and uh, you know we win again. This is all looking fantastic. Sam Winnell is a game changer, and then a day later, it's announced. Oh, he's injured again. It's his hamstring this time. He's out for two weeks. Brilliant, fantastic. Yeah, it's literally like my job. I'm a marketing manager, right? It's literally like me being drafted in to go be a marketing assistant in a meeting and just smashing my face onto the table and being like, "I'm sorry, I can't do this for another two weeks." <laughs> And then coming back and going, actually, no, you know what? I'm gonna I'll play a marketing assistant, but I'm actually a marketing manager on a way. I've just fallen through an elevator. That is exactly what Sam Winnell does every single week. It's an absolute joke. It's a joke. You know what? If if you do that, you literally you go to the arts tower and just fall out of the paternoster and then go off on the sick. Oh no, I don't like the paternoster, no. Yeah, but that is exactly what it is, isn't it? Like, Fudge, you manage a bar, right? That is like you yep. going into a pub, pulling a pipe, yep. and just smashing your face into the pump about five times in a row, going, I'm sorry, I can't play next week. Like, it's just a joke. It's an absolute joke. Why are we even playing him if he's that susceptible? Oh, God, don't get me started. I can't do it. I can't do it. You can Eddie. Well, that, that was a beautiful segue into the next segment, which is uh, what Eddie's done. Injury Roundup. Which I quite enjoy. I quite, I quite like the way you've called that. But, um, <laughs> you know, my, my, <laughs> most clubs would not have an injury roundup because they've got competent medical staff and, and, and players yeah, yeah. who aren't made out of biscuits. But we have an injury yeah. roundup every single fucking week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, see who's broke this week. In two. Forest the air is out till the new year with a hamstring tear. So, uh, so that's nice, isn't it? So, uh, I mean, Nando was out for a serious amount of time last season. And um, and then the third one as well here. And three, we've got uh, Marco Matthias. Uh, he's also weeks away from return. So I'm going to put this question to... I'll go to you first, Ed, and then I'll come to you, Vic. Um, now, our injury list. I mean, Abdi, uh, if, I, if I told you to write a column, if you could write a column in your head, two columns, one that says keep and one that says bin. Yeah, so we go through our uh, injury list. For example, let's forget how pretty he is Sam Hutchinson. Keep or bin? Bin. He's got to be binned. You've got to turn up. You've got to be able to play. And he's beautiful. He's a beautiful man, and I love his approach to the game. But it's too. It's one one injury too many, and it is. It's ten months out too many. Sorry, Sam. Get yeah. in the sea. Sorry, Sam. All right, uh, Sammy Winnell. 
I say if he uh, if he gets fit, he'll go on loan somewhere. So uh, I've got no idea. Yeah. He's a great he's a great player, and he could give us something different up front. But is he ever going to actually make it yeah. to the first team? Keep up. I quite fancy him, uh, so I'd like to keep him, please. Right, Vic. Vic says keep. Just we'll introduce yourself a third type. We'll go with Keith. We'll he gets another bite of the cherry because let's be honest. Before he uh, before he got injured <laughs> for Derby, he was smashing them in. He was scoring them, scoring them for us as well. And I think you know we owe him an apology as a club, if I'm honest. Um, yeah. Because yeah. we stitched him up. We used him as a as a backup in case the Rhodes deal went to shit. And then we we got Rhodes in, and oh, I wanted it to work so much. I bet you know Jordan Rhodes is one of them people who uh, you know must be for some people like Brexit. You know when the uh, you know when they voted out and, and, and I've got no I've no opinion on it. Cut opinion on Jordan Rose. He is he is like Brexit. Yeah, Jordan oh, Rose yeah. is the is the, is, the, is, the, is Brexit. I'm use it. All those all those people that went brilliant. It's what we need. It's going to be great. And then later down the line, we realise, hang on a minute, there's no real plan here. That's Jordan Rhodes and Brexit. Do you know what I mean? We've, we've gone right. We're out. With people have voted. We want the Jordan Rhodes in. And there's no plan. We don't know what he's doing. So uh, we might have to have another vote on that. So, in fact, that's what we'll do. Vic, keep or bin? Brexit or remain? Um... <laughs> it's, it's a it's top segue this year, kids. You can't buy this. Um, so, if we're going politically, I remained. Because uh, I work in right. higher education. So, I'd quite like to keep my job, please. Um, but... No, I'm on about Jordan Rhodes now. You yeah, see, you Jordan see, you've mixed Rhodes. up the metaphors there. Um... <laughs> I I've watched the interview actually. I guess we're going to mention this now. Yeah. Um, no, go, go for it now. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not in the running order, and I added it in a lot later than it should have been. Um, but he yeah. did an interview yesterday. Um, about scoring, it's obviously like two goals at Norwich, brought him back, blah blah blah. Um, and he said something that just alluded a little bit towards that he was being bullied in the dressing room. Um, and I don't like that. I don't like that no matter what age you are. I um, Whether you're an eight-year-old kid being bullied at school mm. or you're a 34-year-old bloke being bullied at work, I don't like that. And um, I find that quite shocking, actually. Um, well, not shocking, because I know it happens, but I, I don't... I've got a bit of a soft spot for Jordan Rhodes, not in a rude way, um, just that I think he seems like a really nice guy. If you watch that video of him, I think it was like nine minutes of him going, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. He comes across as quite a nice, soft bloke. Um, And the interview that he did yesterday with like Norwich's media team was basically saying that he hadn't felt comfortable in a pre... It didn't say Wednesday dressing room, just to clarify that. But it said that a dressing room he'd been in previously, he didn't feel like he could be himself. He didn't feel like anyone talked to him. Um, and he was if, kind he, of like... He alluded to it being a little bit cliquey, didn't he? Yeah, he was ostracised, wasn't he? He wasn't one of the cool yeah. kids. He wasn't one of the popular kids. And I do wonder sometimes, having known people in the footballing profession, shall we say, um, that sometimes the good guy that's married with the kids who doesn't want to go out clubbing all the time, may well be ostracised. Um, and I kind of get that feeling from him that that's the kind of guy that he is. He's never popped up on my Tinder. <laughs> Charlie Adams. Um, but, he, um, <laughs> but I don't know, he just, he comes across quite, uh, 
don't get me wrong, like, I have slagged him off till the cows come home, and I would, I'll tell him that to his face. But he comes across as quite a nice guy, as far as life in general goes. I yeah, don't yeah. appreciate him not taking the penalty. I don't appreciate a lot of the things that he has failed to do at Wednesday. But I don't like the thought that he's been bullied out of a squad, or he's been made to feel uncomfortable about that. And that is how I he mean, came across. But with it being just him as well and being him so nice, I mean, I don't want that associated with the club at all. Do you know what I mean? He, he, uh, so whether, whether let, let's just, for devil's advocate, assume that he's talking about Sheffield Wednesday and he's trying to engineer himself a full-time move away from the club. I've got no issue with him scoring goals and doing well for somebody else just so he can recoup some of the money back to take a bit of the pressure off the, um, yep. off the wages and the rest of it. But the question still remains, Vic. Are we keeping him or are we binning him? Um, I would like to give him another 10 games to score at least yeah. two a game and then bin him, take the money and run. <laughs> because what about you, Ed? Like, if you think six months ago, I would have carried him there myself and that was before I knew yeah. that he'd been bullied. So, yeah. And I, and I really, I don't mean this to belittle him at all, just to put that out there. I really don't. Like, I, if that's what's happened, I really feel for him. I I just no, worry. I, 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 I completely agree. If if Jordan Rhodes is Brexit, right, and you know we we we're all getting remorse about that. Um, he, Sam Winnell is basically David Cameron that he you know he he got <laughs> caught in the crossfire and then he, and then was no no longer Ended up getting binned the, out. the team exactly got binned off <laughs> absolutely. So right, so what I'm saying, I'm going to change. So if, if Sam Winnell has fucked a pig, let's bin him. That's all I'm saying. Yep. All Get right. Ready. Okay. Yep. Fair. Fair, that is fair. Uh, so, but what about Jordan Roto? Do you do you see a way back for him? What would you do? Spin or bin, mate? What are you saying? No, he's, he, he's not got a future at Sheffield Wednesday. It's you know, hopefully, it is a a gold plated bin where we get a load of money back and, and all that. All that. <laughs> Those lovely wages can be um, can be paid to um, to Matt Penny and Ash Baker and Jordan Thornley and. All of these up-and-coming, beautiful young players that we've got who are going to take us to the promised land. Yes. So you're talking, you're talking hard Brexit on uh, on Jordan Rhodes. So let, let's come away from from Brexit. Let's let's talk about uh, some of the other ones. I think Marco Matai is not really worth discussing because I think he's a squad player. I think uh, yeah, we'll give him a go and uh, we'll probably keep him on two-year rolling contracts and that sort of stuff. But like, who else is injured? Let's uh, let's think about this. What about what about Nando? Uh, is there a um, is he just that too talismanic for us to, to start contemplating whether he's got a future at the club? I don't think, I don't think that's that's how how he is at this club that anymore. He's not talismanic in the sense no. that, you know, we're a one-man team. Um, he is a saleable asset and every week that he isn't playing for Sheffield Wednesday, his value goes down. And every week that he does play for Sheffield Wednesday, his value goes up. Um, the key for us and Nando... It's to reach that happy medium where he is producing for us to the point where another club wants him, and if they, you know, they make us an offer that is representative of his value, we will take that offer. I see us and Fernando as in the ultimate business relationship. There is no, uh, it will so far past him becoming this Wednesday legend that everybody loves because of everything that he did for the club, etc. It's now a business relationship. What have you done for me lately? And right now, yeah. Fernando hasn't done much for us lately. And, and likewise, we've not done an awful lot for him either. So what we want is for, the, for us to come together um, in a short-term business relationship. He helps us. We help him. 
He gets a move. We get paid. Done. Lovely. What about you, Vic? Um, my thing with Nando is that I think he. I think that was spot on, man. But go on. I, I think I want your right. opinion on this one, Vic, because <laughs> I, want, I want you to convince me. Um, so I think when he did all the shit that he did, he broke my heart. He really, like, it really physically hurt. It was like being cheated on. The day that he didn't turn up to that game was was that Norwich? Was it Norwich? Uh, it was actually. He didn't get it on was, the bus. It was, he, away, he, it was the first game. First yeah. game of the season was Villa. He scored the yeah, he 84th scored, minute winner. Celebrate and then, then wouldn't go to Norwich. Yeah, that's right. And they wouldn't I get on the bus to Norwich. That, that's right. And it it physically hurt. I felt hurt. It was like it was like going back to the Decanio days. To it was just awful. Um, and he he really hurt me. But he has redeemed himself since then. And I know it sounds daft to say that he hit me, but he, but he did. And I think that people listening to this will, will kind of probably feel the same because, you know, he's not he's not a boyfriend. He's not a friend. He's not... I've never met the... Well, no, I haven't. I've met him at Wembley. Um, but I don't know him. But it yeah. physically hurt. It broke my heart when he did that because I was just like, do you know what? I would give my left leg to play for this club. You won't even get on a bus, blah, blah, blah. But then you have to put yourself back into the real world and realise that it's his job and da 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 da. Um, and I think that at... How old is he? 26? 27? Uh, yeah, it might, it might be 28 now, but yeah, he's, 28 uh, he's, now. he's fishing yeah, around those He's over 30. Yeah. He's between 25 and 30. Him and his wife and his son have bought a house very near to me um, in Rotherham, actually. Um, <laughs> I like the way you said that, actually. Him, his wife, and his son, like his son's chipped in 10 grand for the deposit. <laughs> and the dog. Like and that. the dog. I'm um, <laughs> but they have bought a house, and that is very, very unusual for a lot of modern-day footballers, or even 10 years ago, it's unusual. Um, they bought a house nearby. They bought a big house. They have made a life up here. Um, and I think that that is quite... I don't know, maybe I'm being naive about it all, but I think that's quite a good hint that he sees a future up here. Now, whether he sees that but, future here or at Huddersfield or at Rotherham or at Doncaster or at Barnsley or Leeds, whatever. Um, but he's up here, he's he's bought a property um, and it's not, it's not a flat, do you know what I mean? Like sometimes they'll buy a flat elsewhere, they'll rent it back to the club and it all... Um, but spin I or bin, Vic? Yeah, I, Spin, spin. <laughs> just, just because he's bought house. He's bought house. Keep him on. Because I want to get to this last one. Because this one. Uh, All right, come on, Newton. You know, we're just talking about property prices now. It's like people going down to the marina in Southampton and walking past Frankie and Benny's and not being able to talk about anything else but property values. It's what they do. It's nuts. And a, and a thirty-two footer that they've got parked outside cows. Any road. Last one. Kieran Lee. Now this one for me is one that I wrestle with. On a, on a daily basis, because I think he's the hundred percent the player we're missing hundred percent of the time. The the area covers the way he moves that type of thing. So, Vic, I'll come to you first. Kieran Lee, spin or bin? Oh God, this is awful. In it, it's horrible, isn't it? Trying to shoot your favourite child, isn't it? It's like oh yeah, Sophie's choice. Child. That's what we we'll call this bit. Um, we we'll call it Sophie's choice. I I honestly I don't know. I don't know. Um, 
and I can't call it. I'm sorry. I have no opinion on this either way. I'm really. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I've, yeah. I've I've never been able to get to, to get my head around it. What about you, Eddie? Have you got any uh, any opinions on it, Eddie? Do you, I mean, we we can all discuss whether he may or may not play for the club again because of his injuries. But if you were in charge of Sheffield Wednesday, if you were the if you were, if you were the gaffer, go on. What do you reckon? And Kieran Lee, being the sort of player that he has been for us, is that absolute example of a model professional. I struggle to think who else we've got who can step into that. So, for me, it's absolutely spin-on Kieran Lee. Even if he doesn't play a single game for us again, we need him around to be that link from... Um, you know, even the pre-Carlos side, you know, the, the, you know, this team that was hungry and young and got to the very, very brink. Um, there aren't many of those players left, and and, and Kieran is, you know, the uh, like I say, the model professional, the very, very best, the archetype of that, and and we should we should need we are, we do need that, and we should cherish it. So I hope that he plays again. But even if he doesn't, then. Um, yeah, we should have him around because he, he he should be setting an example for the rest of the buggers. Um, so, uh, Fudge, oh, Fudge got so bored of us oh. after an hour. He's all got right, all right. Things uh, to do. Uh, you can pass so, me out, Dan Fudge. <laughs> are we still recording? Um, are we still so recording? We are. Uh, we're sixty three minutes in, Vic. So you know this is way too much for uh, for a podcast. Yeah. Um, the the listeners are bored. We're bored. But there's still news to be done. So we're going to rattle through it really quickly. Number one, Pigs game sold out. Okay, so if you've not got tickets for Bramall Lane, um, you ain't going to get them because they're all sold out. Uh, are, are you going to go, Vic, or are we watching on telly or what? I'm a fuck. I'm never going there again. We talked <laughs> earlier about how I got beaten up by a man at the bottom of the moor. Absolutely no way on it. Once, you, once we, you've seen us win once, you never need to go there again, and that's absolutely no. fine. Um, so, yeah, I... I, you know, we've talked about it, haven't we? It's it's, it's going to be a good game. Yeah, preview preview next week. We don't care about it for now, but it's sold out. So if you ain't got a ticket, you ain't going. Um, all of this in the transfer window, uh, the transfer window in the international break about um, Adam Reach Wolves wanting for five million pounds. I I think this is just paper talk, but let's just say for sake of argument, five million pound bid. Um, it's Bollocks. firm. It is Absolute in cash and it's, it, it's coming it's coming in no. tomorrow. Do you sell no. them reach for five million pounds, Vic? Didn't we buy him for four million? I think it was five. I think it was five million pounds we bought yeah. him for, to be honest. So, so fuck off, all right, okay. Can okay, we talk so, about Wolves Away? Can we tell Wolves so, <laughs> Away to fuck off? Absolutely what? no way on earth. Right now, right here, right now, I've got a I've got a a, 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 a briefcase. Full of cash, it lights up like the one in Pulp Fiction. How much money needs to be in there for you to say yes to Adam Reach? That's yes to Adam Reach um, being transferred. That's not. That's not. A, I'm not bribing you I to sleep with Adam Reach. I will put money in that suitcase for me yeah, to say yes exactly. to Adam Reach. Um, <laughs> um, what's the transfer uh, fee, Adam Reach? If God. he's going going away from Hillsborough, what's the minimum? So we, we bought accept? him at five. We bought him at five. He had a couple of average years, had a couple of good years. I'd say eight. Eight. Serious? With the buy-on. With the buy-on, okay. of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. What yeah. Would you I say? Think that's fair enough. Yeah. No, I no, I agree. I think if, if we do get that sell-on clause afterwards, I'm 100% behind that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the open market right now, especially in you know in the, the, the transfer window, Adam Reach is a, is a £15 million player. But... You know, no. I would leverage that out. He, he is. Think of the goals that he scores, no. the ability he has. Uh, no, he, uh, he 
he's a very, very special player. He's a player that changes games and they command um, a, a transfer. He doesn't change team. games, though, does he? So we start him every week. So he doesn't change games. But yeah, he like, does. If he changes him games. On by, and he suddenly made us smash someone 3 0. But as it stands, he's been in two very, very shit sides against two good teams. So uh, I think eight would be lucky. And I wouldn't want to take it, but I would take it if, I'd, I'd if take it was financially eight, viable. Eight with, eight with a, a very, very good sell on clause. I think, you know, 10 with the anticipation that. Um, that he goes and performs in the Premier League, uh, and we would get another five oh. million off the back of whatever that is. I must admit, I, I want him to do well. I hate, I hate thinking that about players. But he's a nice, I really he's a nice kid, isn't he? He's a well. really, really nice guy, and that's what you like. Yeah. Kieran Lee, we talk about Kieran Lee. He's a nice guy. You just want people like that, Jordan Rhodes. You want them to succeed because they, yeah. you know, they're they're not dickheads. And if there are Wednesday players in the dressing room who are bullying the likes of Jordan yeah. Rhodes, then I don't want them to succeed because then they're part of the problem. They're part of the reason why kids kids hate playing football because you know if they're not the, the if they're not the best player on the pitch, they get bullied for it and they they then don't play football. You know, they they walk away from a a, a a sport that they love. So bullies at any it's age. It's like I said, it's um, not just it's not scumbags. kids. It's it can be anyone. Yeah, these are grown ups, aren't yeah. they? These, these are grown ups. Yeah, these are grown ups. They should know better. Right. So but, you um, know, if a guy at thirty odd year old is willing to come out and stand up for that, then hats off to him. Absolutely, yeah. hats off to him for saying Absolutely. that because it needed to be said. No, no bully. Stop, but kick bullying out of football. That should be the uh, uh, the new big campaign. Um, so sixth of November uh, or Wednesday, the final showing of the director's cut, the super sexy, sexually explicit version that will never be able to be released uh, <laughs> to DVD and to download. Um, we're all going to be there, and we'll talk about this a little bit more uh, on next week's pod uh, about. How uh, you know we are? We're blessed that we are going to be hosting this brilliant event at the university. Um, it, it's going to be a phenomenal night, and the beautiful thing is it's sold out. So it's going to be absolutely rammed full of Wednesdayites. We're hoping to do um, a live podcast from the venue. So that, you know, there's all kinds of things going on. Um, make sure that that if you've got a chance of getting a ticket, or if you've got a ticket, and you were thinking, oh, you know, is it going to be great? Is it going to be not? Yeah, it's early. going to be phenomenal. Yeah, get there early, get there often. Um, and, yeah, so uh, I, think, I think we can tell people the secret, Eddie, now. Go on, So I Go think on, the then. plan is, so the film starts about seven, half seven. Um, so I think the plan is to kind of record a live podcast first. We've never done this before. Well, we, we did one in the Hillsborough tap thing and nobody came. Because... Um, well, because we didn't tell anyone. We were just testing the equipment. Yeah, there yeah. was a random man nearby that listened. Um, but I think as it stands, we're going to be recording at some part some part in my workplace, which is weird, and Matt Exton's workplace. Um, so we'll be recording somewhere. I, I'm guessing it's going to be in the screen before the film is shown. Um, so if you want to come by, it looks like we may well have James Kay as well, which is exciting because he's beautiful. Um, Wednesday legend. So Wednesday legend James Kay. Um, I'm hoping he's going to break both my legs on the night. Um, but hopefully he's going to come along. There'll be me, you and James. We're going to have a quick chat just before the show, talk about the Derby game coming up. 
if you want to come and listen to that live, you can do. If you've got a ticket, you can just come in a little bit beforehand. Well, I'm sure the club will put out some info beforehand and say, well, we. Um, then we're going to obviously show the film and then hopefully get a bit of time afterwards for a bit of a Q&A with Matt about how he made the film and what on earth drove him to give up months and months and months of his life and his own money that could have paid for his son to go to university to make a film because <laughs> Matt is that kind of guy he's such a great guy um, so yeah, so that's going to be the plan on the 6th of November, but like you said it's sold out, so tough shit Right, I say, I'm, I'm just hoping there's going to be that groundswell of opinion um, I want the DVD extra chapter of um, all of Lee Peacock clapping on the pitch um, <laughs> between 2004 2006, <laughs> beautiful hair great clap um, that's that's all we need. That, I mean, that is all Wednesday, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so, only one bit of business before we sign off for the night. Uh, we've got Birmingham coming up on Saturday, haven't we? We've talked about it a little bit. Uh, uh. We, uh, I, you know what? We've had some great days, haven't we? Uh, you know, Birmingham away is much better than Wolves away, if only because uh, we're near the executive boxes where that guy just stares... Uh, oh, yeah. when we when we we go two nil up, so let's hope He's that happens again. Wednesday, brilliant, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's hope. There's, it goes, there's, but... there's very little, very little to recommend Birmingham. Um, Jacques mm. Magoma might be playing for them again. He's he's been injured recently, um, but he might be playing. I'm not tempting fate, but he has never really done anything much against us. You know, Vic. Let's just go really quickly. What's you know? What is your prediction for the game? Are we going to get a turnaround in performance, no. and are we going to get a win? Mm-hmm. No, no. So I don't want to say my prediction because I feel really bad. But no, I don't think it's going to be good. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry. I really hope, really hope so. My brother-in-law's a Birmingham fan. It was his birthday yesterday. Um, he would like nothing <laughs> more than t- to beat us. Um, dirty boy, and so therefore I'm going to go two nil, two nil Wednesday. I think we're going to turn it round, but I don't mm. think it'll be perform. I don't think it'll be that performance that we just talked about before. Where we said spanking a team. We're not going to spank them. I think we'll get away with a, a victory um, as a reaction to how bad the last two performances have been. But it's going to leave more questions than answers. Uh, don't at me. That's just what's going to happen. Um, so. <laughs> So you know, we we don't have a home game for a, a, a you know a, for the Birmingham game, and then we got Norwich uh, a week on Saturday. Vic, in the meantime, where would you go if you wanted to get um, a high quality snack and potentially uh, some alcoholic or non alcoholic beverages? Uh, I would head to the Riverside Cafe on Catch Bar Lane, uh, where you would. Probably find me, Eddie, James, and possibly Dickie um, of podcast fame. Uh, you wouldn't find Fudge, but if you want to find Dan Fudge, you can find him on Twitter at Dan Fudge, believe it or not. Uh, or if you want to find me, you can find me at Victoria1867 on the Twitterage. And of course, I am, as always, at Sausage Arms on Twitter. Um, I hope I'm going to be back for the Norwich game. We, uh, I go away to America. I'm going to go hang out with the New York Owls for a week. Um, as you do. I hope. Yeah, as you do. Um, it's half term, and you've got to take the kids, the kids away somewhere. And Halloween in America apparently is quite a big thing. So we're going to go and do that. Uh, <laughs> I will be back 
for the Norwich game. Uh, holler at me. Uh, any of the, I know obviously the, the Owls and Merry cast is, is meeting all your needs, but if you are from um, the our former colonies and uh, and you're interested, Football Factory uh, on, I think it's 33rd Street next to the Empire State Building, they will be showing the, uh, the Birmingham match and hopefully we will all get down there. In the meantime, it has been another, you know, it's been a bit of a, a, a depressing week as a Wednesday fan but hope springs <laughs> it's not but hope springs eternal as always I really hope in seven days time we're all speaking together and things are looking a lot brighter in the meantime everybody please stay safe enjoy uh, the rest of this week and uh, enjoy your time <laughs> good night good night everybody on behalf of fudge on behalf of vic and myself eddie uh we had a wednesday week and thank you so much for listening we'll see you next week keep up to date with the wednesday week on twitter at TWWcast or on our website thewednesdayweek.co.uk it's the 90th minute You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later! Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.